What's on, guys? Welcome back to Back Talk. Uh, glad you guys are all here to listen to this episode. In the studio, we have myself, Aiden, Noah, Rojo, Jr., and Gavin. Uh, today, we're talking about something that's a little bit more serious than what you may think that we are here at Back. And that is the divide in America and how social media is tearing us apart from the inside. This issue is... It's ruining our country, in my opinion. It is dividing us way too much, and nobody can come together anymore. And that's a real issue that we need to address. And that's what this episode's about. So we've done a lot of research, and we may not be the smartest guys to listen to, but we have the evidence to back it. So, you know, let's just get into it. Let's start talking about it, boys. All right. So... We first want to talk about really the political, like we're not going to get political, but we're going to talk about the political divide that has been created over these past four years. Uh, and mainly we're going to talk about political sectarianism. Secretarianism. Same thing. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really just uh, basically the divide that is created where you really you hate the opposing political party more than you love your own and we have reached that point i think a while ago what like two three years ago is what the article said yeah yeah i think it said 20 did it say 2018 it had I, to believe, been 20, okay. I believe it was 2018 but you know with the events going on right now the with parties hating each other more than loving your own people that you support or so they say they support i mean it's terrible and it's just creating such a big divide. It really is awful, man. Like, you you can't reach the point where the other person on the opposing partisan is your enemy. Because at the end of the day, we're we all, all almost good. We're all Americans, man. We are all Americans. We all live in this country together, and we all want what's best for the country as a whole. Or we should. We should be worrying about everybody that lives in this country. And we're, we're not doing that. We're too worried about me, me, me. Only my opinions are right. An opinion? What is an opinion? They're like assholes. What? Everybody Everybody's has them. got them. Yep. <laughs> and we can't think that our opinions are always right. Because when are you ever always right? Never. I'm, I'm never always never. fucking right. I'm, I'm right 5% of the time. And that's okay. You know, I'm right like fifty percent. Ah, uh, no, I'm right like ninety-five percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the main article we're going to be quoting about uh, sex, dude, sectarianism. Secretarianism. 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 I struggled with it for a while. I had to look it up how it's, to pronounce it. <laughs> it's the article is called "Political Secretarianism in America" by Eli J. Finkel. 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 <laughs> And uh, I mean, the first thing that really stood out to me in the, the second paragraph was it says that the study they, they went over shows that secretarianism exceeds apathies around race and religion. So people hate the opposing partisans more than they, they used to about race and religion. Think about that. It's like, that's what most hateful people would like use their, their spitefulness towards was other people's race and religion for some reason. But now it's shown that people hate, you know, Republicans or Democrats or whatever more than they did before. Those hateful people. That's crazy. And it's it's all coming from like these misconceptions about these people. Like we all have friends that are Republicans. We all have friends that are Democrats. They're all great people. I love all my friends and I would never let politics fucking divide us just because we disagree on the way our country should be ran no we should be using those disagreements to find a middle find a solution because there's always going to be a solution regardless what you say it's not possible it's always fucking possible man you you really can't let uh like someone else's political preference ruin a relationship with them you know what i mean because i've I've known people or not that i've like hated them or anything but I've known people that have straight cut ties with someone else because there are political differences. And you see it all over Twitter. You know, an, uh, an artist would come out supporting uh, people like Lil Wayne supporting Donald Trump. And underneath the, the in the comments, it would just read like, I hate Lil Wayne now. His whole entire discography is eliminated from my library. 
Why? You you said you were a big fan before, and now all of a sudden he has a different opinion. And I understand that some people see Trump in the light of like all the all the rumors going on about him. You know, they just they hate him so much. But I mean, I just don't think it's worth cutting off ties to someone that you love just for a political preference. It's not, man. It's not. Yeah, political identities have become a real big issue with everyone. Where you rather see it's after it's secondary to religion, where. Um, you won't see eye to eye with someone and you'll see all the flaws in the other party but that's what the other party is also seeing in you guys and if you're only looking at negatives you're never going to find positives in each other and that's what's wrong yeah man yeah it's like when you're in a relationship you know and you can everybody has their negative aspects to them but you you do your best to try and see past them because there's always you know the the good things are always better than the bad things you know and that's that's how you create a better relationship with the people in your country. That that's how you do it, man. That's what I think. Going back to what you said about like pointing the finger at each other, the worst part for me is the news channels. Yeah. I used to watch yeah. news every morning, but now it's just oh the left this, the right this, like I don't care. I just want to hear about like shit that's going on or like talk about the propositions maybe you know important, like educate important stuff. people more rather than oh donald trump's doing this joe biden's doing this like joe biden's son's doing this donald trump's son's doing this who fucking cares yeah bro like who gives a fuck who fucking cares and it, it didn't always used to be that way and in the study done um in 1949 there was a fairness doctrine that was passed and the doctrine is pretty much it says that all media outlets need to report on uh, on controversial tar- topics being unbiased, and that's being approved by the FCC. So that was that was in practice all the way until 1987, and then Ronald Reagan decided to get rid of the fairness doctrine. So at that point, that's when CNN pivoted, and they started to report on biased fucking news. And then after that, then Fox comes along in the 90s. And then you got both sides right there. And then you got MSNBC, and they fucking go liberal. And, bro, that's not how you should be getting your news. You shouldn't be getting news from a biased fucking source. You should be getting it as it is, man. You you can't, like, and, and then that leads us into social media where, you know, you're following all of these accounts that are only feeding you the information that you want to see. So you're only being told, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this, not, I don't like that, but maybe that makes more sense, you know? And it goes for both sides. It's not Republicans and in, in, in are only doing it, it's Democrats as well. Mm. You need to, you need to, like, how do I put it? You need to challenge your views. You need to widen your, your mindset when it comes to receiving some type of news source, you know what I mean? Don't just be sitting on Instagram or Twitter getting feeds straight from MSNBC and CNN or on the other side be Fox News and, um, I don't know, whatever other bias, conservative, I can't think of one right now. I, I, I It's Fox News, what else is it? I, I can't think of one right now, yeah. but anyway, don't be taking all that in from one side because it, it narrows your mindset and your views to become part of a sec- secretarianism and to uh, maybe like shed some more light this is a quote from the article it says uh, the casual connection between policy preference and party loyalty has become warped partisans now shift their policy views with their party instead of keeping their own ideals and 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 to uh, elaborate that there was a recent experiment demonstrated that republicans exhibit a liberal attitude shift after watching trump express a liberal ideal and same goes for democrats you're taking your personal views and your personal preference and, and moving them aside just so you can agree with your own party, just so you can have a reason more to hate the other side. That's ridiculous, in, in, in my opinion. I, I, I just don't see how that's okay with anybody, besides if you want to just be brainwashed all the time. Like, have a, a, a mindset of your own. Don't take in other sources and say, oh, that's my idea, or oh, yeah, because he said that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and to go like beyond that, like a really good thing for not only us to do, but for everyone to do, like with news sources is like you're listing a bunch of American news sources, like 
BBC News up in uh, this is Canada, right? BBC News is Canada. Mm-hmm. Like other international, like other nations, other countries, their news sources they cover American news, they cover world news. A lot of there's a lot of I don't know if you guys you use Reddit. Reddit's really good too. I used to. Um, there's so many other good news sources out there. Like I don't really uh, get like my news sources from American news. I'm a big BB, uh, BBC guy. Uh, Reddit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> that's what it's called. That's what it's yeah, called. We know yeah, it. right, right. Right. Of course, of course we he do runs, this. If it makes more sense, he runs a meme page, so uh, he needs to Reddit. Yeah, right. Reddit's, Reddit's fire. It is fire. I use Reddit a couple times. It's slept on. But that that kind of leads me to what Rojo was talking about, and one of the terms used in the study is straight ticket voting, and what it is is, if you're a Republican, you're a Democrat. You only vote Republican. You only vote Democrat. That's bad, man. That is not good. The say I'm a Democrat and I this this person running for office is a fucking criminal. But and in, in in the study it says how voting for your party, although that person may be a criminal, it outweighs the fact that the other party is in is in charge. That can't be happening. You can't have a well run democracy. If you're not voting for the best person for that job, because that person's going to try and help people, right? Or at least that's what they claim to. And that should be our focus. We shouldn't be voting just because we're Republican and I want to vote for Republicans. I'm a Democrat. I want to vote for Democrats. So I was talking to one of these kids in my Zoom class the other day. And this kid's pretty smart. And we agree on some things and, and it's it's good to have civilized conversations with people and we're talking he was telling me about him and his dad looking at their ballots together his dad was talking to him about this person running for office within the city and they were they were talking about the person and that that particular person running for office is a known liar like blatantly lies and the dad said oh well She's a Republican, so I'm just going to vote for her. That's, that's the opposite of what we should be doing, man. Especially if, if, if there's evidence of that person is lying or being corrupt or you know doing something that goes against your ideals and you still vote for them because they're part of your party, it, it just does not make sense and does not express what a true democracy should be and what America should be yeah. you know, or what the ideals was. It's when it comes to like the political parties, the the big main issue, like what comes to at least my mind and what I'm sure comes to your guys' mind too, is everybody aligns with their views. Their views is their money, and what's how's their money going to be used? Yeah. Like Republicans, they want to keep their money. That's why they're voting Republican. That's why people like like that agree with. Oh, I don't know anything about this dude. He may not be the best candidate for the position, but he's a Republican because he's going to keep my money safe. That's how Republic. That's I mean that's. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how they think. That's it, how it, people think. It's not a bad thing, though. Like it, it, it's you. You can't look at it like it's a bad thing. It's, but is it? But it, it's not a bad thing that Republicans want to keep their money. Okay. Because that that may be a good thing, right? I mean, to them, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And you can't look at the other side. You can't be a Democrat looking at Republicans and think that person wants to keep their money. They're a fucking asshole. Like they're a piece of shit. Right. Yeah, but when it comes to like choosing the best person for office and the best person for the country, no, 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 I agree, I agree. Would yeah. you, like sh- should money be a factor? Yeah, it's a factor. That's why you got to keep your ideals. If you believe money is a factor for yourself, you would vote for someone that represents your ideals. But if you want the best possible leader, and you want everyone to be, if you want to stop this division, because. One big thing, like I'm, this is going against like with the social media, like the social media documentary that we talked about, or that we watched, uh, The Social Dilemma, all that's based off around money. And that, it's just like a chain. Money's a problem that humans, they can't like get past. Like money's like the most important thing to most people. Yeah, man, it's greed. It's that everybody wants more money. Everybody needs more money. Yeah. The you American know? dream. That's the American dream. That's the American dream is to be rich. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing we can do on ballots is just educating ourselves on who is most like with our ideals Mm because we can listen to as many things as what any people tell us or what any 
news channels are telling us. But when we talk with each other and we figure out sources that are ideal with our beliefs, it's more, it's like off what Noah was saying with different sources. He uses um, different media channels just to get more experience from outer world than just America. Because like when that started, we got a lot of fake news. And uh, so it started with like social media, like Social Dilemma talks about it a lot with fake news we get where you'll see it on Twitter where you only see your ideals and beliefs. So you'll see something only you believe. So it's maybe not something Aiden's seeing, but it's something I'm seeing on my Twitter feed. So it's something completely different. And one thing that I like to do on when I decided to make my whole Instagram and everything is I cut out all the other extra fucking accounts. And what I did was I followed this dude on the right. His Instagram is DC Drano. Okay. And then there's this other dude on the left and his name is Sean King. And in my opinion, those are the two most extreme accounts on Instagram. And so what I'm seeing when I'm following both of them, they're posting all day long, is Sean King is feeding and feeding and feeding the left, and DC Drano is feeding and feeding and feeding the right. How are you ever going to reach a point of agreement if all you're spewing is hate, man? All you're spewing is things that, honestly, what I see is I don't understand how you can see these posts and automatically believe it because they seem so outlandish and so like against that person that it's made up and i'm not saying that everything that they're saying is false what i'm saying is that you can't believe everything that they tell you man you have to go and think for yourself are these guys piling millions of views yeah yeah, yeah. One, the dude Another... dc drano has like 1.7 million followers the other dude has like 1.2 what do you think their main driver is money Fucking How money. much money do you think they're making from that? A shit ton of money. The, dude, I saw one of the posts yesterday, and it was a toilet light. for like, like, when you're pissing in the toilet, you see Joe Biden's face swirling in the fucking water. No and you're just way. pissing on his face. No yeah. God. Yeah. I was I'm like, sure holy fuck. Oh, yeah. He probably sold a fuck ton. That's wild. A fuck ton. That's crazy. It's gnarly, me. man. Do you have have you guys seen the the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Alex Jones on it? The recent one. Yeah, they just I I listened to about half of it. There was a point where he made like a a true statement about um about what was the company name that he outed that was like funding a different political party. It was uh, AT and T. Okay, yes, he made a very true statement that was backed by facts, and. All these people in the comments were like, you're giving Alex Jones a platform, like, stop, like, you're, you're spewing hate to Joe Rogan. But he just said, like, an actual fact right there. Not all of what he said was true, obviously, but he gave a fact. He had evidence, and he backed it, and it was shown, you know, by fact checkers that it was true. There's people in the comments that are, like, just, they don't want him to say anything, even though he has some, you know, uh, right ideals and some uh, true... Uh, facts you know what I mean it's it's crazy how much hate these people have that they don't even want a, a different party even though he's an extremist to to talk classic Dixie fucking Dixie but yeah no bro I, I agree I don't even uh, in the episode I don't even think that he well, classified himself no he didn't I don't he, think he, he, did. he said that he was in the middle is what he, I remember him saying and I understand Alex Jones says a lot of crazy shit but if you actually listen to the podcast which everyone should it's really crazy the things that he says and Joe Rogan does an amazing job at making sure his claims are either he knows that they're false or they're true and I think that Joe Rogan does an amazing job at mediating the whole conversation and making sure that what Alex Jones is saying is either factually true or it's false and that's really important, and we should all be doing that in our lives, especially with the internet now and the information age, I believe is what we're in. You have access to practically anything that you want to read about, and you can find credible sources that are going to give you the truth, and we need to all do that. Everyone needs to do that. You can't just believe what you see anymore. I've, I have made it a habit. Sorry, yeah. I've made it a habit to... <laughs> to to fact check almost everything that I read on the internet that interests me. You know what I mean? If there's a certain news source that 
provides me something that I want to read about, I make sure I check it before I invest a shitload of time into it. So that's just something I want to say, and I think everyone should do that. Going back to like newscasts or even just social media in general promoting news just towards like people's own opinions or their own beliefs uh there is a tv show called paradise pd i don't know if you've ever seen it mm-hmm. but i believe it's the second episode and it's a really good episode it makes fun of msnbc fox news cnn and there's this black cop that <laughs> shoots himself on accident and like both news channels see it and <laughs> cnn's like a uh, black cop like shoots young black man and then fox news is like young black thug shoots cop and then <laughs> it's the same dude like he shot himself yeah. <laughs> so like the whole time he dresses like as a half thug and a half cop so he like starts to lose his mind like playing both roles and it's just making fun of like CNN and Fox News the whole time but just basically how like both sides manipulate the story to like attract their own viewers like they'll say oh young black thug like for Fox News you know or like they'll promote more stuff for like BLM on CNN like young black kid gets like killed by cop you know like it just really talks about how the individual newscasts promote towards their own like viewers which is insane they don't show the entire truth they just show you what they want to show you to get the views and they eat it right up man they they don't question it they don't question it at all and then that's how those riots start on the streets because then then they'll have peaceful protests out there for whatever side they're on and the other side sees them and gets real fucking mad and you know just yeah, man, and it, it all boils down to social media. That's what it is. And I know a couple of days ago, all the heads of these social media accounts, I know Twitter, um, Google, and Facebook, they were all, all of the CEOs were interviewed. And that needs to happen. Social media needs to be regulated in some way. I agree that with a lot of people, I know a lot of people agree with this, that you need to have your freedom of speech. You need to have your freedom of speech. That is that is a right. Everybody deserves that. But you shouldn't be being fed this false information. Like there needs to be a fine line between the two. And you can say that, oh, it's not possible. It's not possible. It's fucking possible. We can find a way to do it. It needs to happen. Otherwise, we're all fucked. We're all fucked. It's something I, to yeah. definitely like discuss. But to find an I after watching that documentary... I stopped myself. I was like, "Damn, like that. This shit's heck. shit's Evil. hitting the hitting the fucking fan uh, with this." The documentary, just so you guys know, is Social Dilemma. Yeah, the Social Dilemma. Yeah. Um, to me, the problem it it does seem unsolvable. Like, how are you going to regulate these um social media market? Like, come, how are you going to regulate that? How are you going to keep people with the freedom of speech? How are you going to keep people? to not think about the money they're making like these people like for example you said those the two uh, extremists those two extremist Instagram accounts they're part of the problem they're a big part of the problem because of the content they release and they're feeding this fuel into our nation that's making this divide even worse it's just the, they're pouring gas on the fire mm-hmm. and it's not only America like Americans we're not the only people dealing with this like the documentary shows I forget what um, countries are also being really affected by social media, like with Facebook. And Facebook is, is the big one that they talked it's about. It's a lot of them. I guarantee it's a like lot it's of them. a lot of people, and it's something that we all have to do to, like it's something that everybody has to put their part in for. It's not something like I don't know. Like to me, finding something like a solution is hard because you have these people, like with social media, everyone wants to be the next big thing. Everyone wants that money. Everybody like because. Social media, all it does is portray other people's lifestyles and how glamified, how glorious it is, and everyone wants to be like that. So everyone wants to produce their own content to reach that level of success. And whatever that may be, once you're at that point, you just want to keep going. Like you don't, you don't, like you kind of lose touch with your own morals. I would say it's kind of like you said, it's greed. It's 
it's tough to think of a solution for that, man. Because at the end of the day, money is the issue. Money is always going to be the issue in our society. And the people that have all the money, they control it. I mean, if you have money, you have power. That's just how it is. And we need to somehow find a way. <coughs> we need to somehow find a way to figure that out. I, I may not be the person to come up with a solution, but we have a lot of great thinkers and really smart people on this earth, and I know somebody can fucking do it. I really like how Instagram implemented that fact checker thing. Mm-hmm. Although it's not 100% reliable all the time because I see meme pages <laughs> meme the shit out of it sometimes. <laughs> like it'll be a video of some dude just like destroying a watermelon like in a certain way and then the, I don't know, I forgot what the video was but it like the fact checker came up and is like you can't, destroy, don't destroy watermelons this way, it's dangerous or something like that. And then the caption down below like just made a fuck ton of fun about it and all the comments were fucking shooting the shit about it. I don't know. It, it's a good system. It's a good idea. It's just not 100% perfected right now. And I think that's that's a, a step forward, obviously, into what you really want social media to be. Obviously, freedom of speech, but you can't say dumb shit that'll put uh, extremist or, like, bad ideas in people's head that's not true, you know? That shouldn't be allowed on any social media. But if it's not allowed, then it goes against the rights of freedom of speech. True. I, so, like, how yeah. do you regulate that? It's like, it's an unsolvable puzzle. You just delete your fucking social media. That's what you should that, that's, oh, a yeah, sol- that yeah, that's a solution. But that's addiction. you're not going to get people to delete people, their social media. No, no, no. Media. no, no. Addictions, man. You can't expect people to just go and delete it because all of us use social media. I don't think social media is a bad thing. But, like, we've talked about, there are bad aspects to it. I feel like you can change the way you use social media, though. I mean, for me, what I did is I wanted to delete that account that I had, start a whole brand new one because personally I was tired of seeing all these people constantly posting and they were pointless pictures in my opinion. They may not be pointless to you when you're posting them, but the way that I saw it was that there's no need for you to post a picture of what your food is or, you know, I mean, I'm going to call some chicks out. I'm not going to say any names, but the constant bikini pictures I know that it may make you feel good about yourself, but is there really a need for it? Do you really need to post on social media? Do you really need to have these pointless things going on? Why not take your time that you're using to take pictures with your friends and do something more important, maybe? Find something to do. Cause it, that's it, their it's, hobbies, man. I don't think that's like Bitch. the main issue of social no no but i think that that's what makes people addicted to it i think that's what makes people addicted to it it's a time it's it's just like the the good times that they feel from that and i don't know it's it's i don't i don't think it's a time waster or i I think it's a time waster i just don't think it's the main problem it may not be i think that you're on the right path that it is a big problem may not necessarily just posting bikini pictures all the time it's not the main issue the way girls think about other girls posting bikini pictures or the way that girls like the they when they feel. see comments and the way people make them feel like that's the biggest part about social media for me is that me personally I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me I wear dumb shit like I don't fucking care but there's a lot of people out there that do care and they care a lot what, pe- what people think about them especially on social media like you could be whoever the fuck you want to be on social media. Like, I could post all kinds of shit, like, dress a completely different way than I dress in real life and be somebody else that nobody has any idea. Like, I could literally catfish people to death and they would have no idea because they think that's the real thing. And, like, people often base, like, themselves off other people on social media. Like, when they have people, like, say, Charlie D'Amelio dyes her hair pink. You know, like there'll be a lot of young girls that'll dye her hair pink. Like social media has a huge influence on the way mm. people act, the way people dress, the way people want to be, the way they see their future, the way they see themselves. And like for us, especially, we were the first generation that really had social media and we were right in middle school. Like 
when, uh, no, I think I was in sixth grade when I first joined Instagram. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Maybe not the first for social media, but like to to grow up with it. Yeah, yes. to grow We're digital up. Digital natives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it really like got popularized for kids when we were at that point in time. And yeah. so we were, yeah, we're like, we're natives, dude, mm-hmm. of social media, of the digital era. That's actually a, so digital natives, it's from a, a book. So in one of my classes, we were talking about our generation, Gen, Gen Z, how we're actually separated into two different ones. There's Gen Z and then there's iGen. Because iGen is anyone born from 1995 to about 2012. And it's because like, we're all born with phones right away. We have, it was, if it wasn't our iPhone, or iPod, iPod Shuffle, the iPod Nano, uh, DS's. We always had some sort of technology with us. So we're those natives that were kind of just born into it immediately and grew up with it. So we could either see how it's a negative with us, or we can use it to our advantage and become successful and use it to gain potential to become successful. Going off us being natives, like Junior said, uh, I never really got my first iPod Touch, which was like the first thing you could basically have a handheld, like social media app or an iPhone. But I had an iPod Touch at the time, and like when that came out, before that, kids were just always outside, like playing. All you had was you could text somebody. Like if you were lucky enough, you had a slip phone. Or like, or a slide phone, or a slip phone, a flip phone, and like you'd text your buddies, whatever you go right down to the park. And I feel like our generation was really like one of the last set of kids that really went outside to go play. Like when I first moved in to the block that I live in now, it was full of fucking kids. There were kids galore on the street. Three years later, four years later, there were second graders, first graders with iPhones fucking nicer than I had. I didn't even have a phone in first grade. And this kid, this kid's got like 5,000 followers on Instagram. And he's in second grade. That's fucking insane. Like, it's fucking insane. Dude, and, and I see it in my younger siblings. My sisters, my twin sisters, they're 10 now. They've had an iPad for how long, Rojo? How long? Mm, it's been a while. They, I would say since they were at least... Four, three or four, maybe like five or six. Five or six, nah. Uh, maybe, maybe five. In that area, four and to four the, to whatever. The same with Still. our younger brother as well, and now he is at the point, he's thirteen. All of these thirteen-year-old kids, all they do is play video games, man. That is all they do. Cooper was playing sports before this. Now, with the pandemic going on, yeah, with the pandemic as well, and that's that's one of the reasons why people are playing video games so fucking much. But he has a PC now, and he doesn't leave. He doesn't leave that goddamn He's thing, a bro. Gamer. I I try my best to get him outside and to exercise and to work out with me, and he just doesn't want to. He wants to just get on the game and sit there and play and fuck up his his back, and he's gonna be hunched over like oh, this yeah. rest of his life. I, I come over and uh, I see the damn kid. He'll he'll walk out. And his, his back is like kind of like this. You can see it's starting to curve just a little bit. And every time I see him, I slap him on the back to make him stand up straight. Just just so that, you know, he knows. And I tell him, like, dude, like, how are you leaning over that hard on your keyboard? I play on PC, too, and I make sure I sit up straight like like that, right? I'm sure Noah tries to, although he has a he doesn't have a chair right now. Oh, I do have a chair. You, you got home. a chair? I'm back home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's what it's doing to kids all the, the this digital era they just want to sit sit home and play fucking video games all the time and i do that too but still you know it's 13 12 year olds they don't move we would have done the same we thing. would we would, we have would. Done the don't, same thing. don't get me wrong we, we would, would we would but seeing it from a different perspective you know you you want to like talk shit or not talk shit on them but like get on their ass they need help we did they need help to get out of that and that is the responsibility of us and the parents. But parents need to be educated on these things. I feel like adults nowadays aren't as educated or they don't know much about social media or, or the effects of playing video games as we do. Just because we're growing up with it. We're learning about it. We're seeing what it does to people. 
they're not necessarily on the same page because they're not as involved in the internet and social media as we are. And that that has to change as well. I think they're they're get they're definitely getting they're getting way there. more involved. No, no, they definitely the are, years. but not to the extent that we are. I'd say almost we're almost about the same, except for kids that are like growing up with like kids growing up with it. Of course, are going to be more than the older generation. But it's like most people have iPhones. Like well, my, yeah, but I, you can have an iPhone and still not my, know what's my do. dad. My dad's on fucking TikTok and Instagram Reels. Like I never thought I'd see that man on that. Like it's your dad's it's, on TikTok. Well, he has a TikTok. He has it downloaded. Mm. So, but he's also on Instagram Reels. Like this man's like Instagram Reels. Same thing as TikTok. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Yeah. So, it's it's definitely getting there. Like all these older people, like you know, what else are they gonna do? You know, they just see everything's you know being popular, popularized on and like social the, media. This pandemic, all it's doing is fueling the fire. We oh, we 100%. were gonna get there eventually, but what this did was it just like escalated us. Maybe I would say five years. I would say, because listen, everyone's staying home right now, right? Because you, you're kind of forced to, or most people are. Other people don't give a shit. But at some point in time, we would all be doing this anyway. I would say in a couple of years. What the, pe- the pandemic has done is it's shown people that you can do this and still live. You can still function. So people are going to do it now more than ever. I feel like there's there's no way... People don't adapt to the pandemic lifestyle and stay in it for the rest of their lives. I really you don't think, think with with the ability to order food and to order your groceries, exactly. they're gonna stay like that because now they know that they can be sustained by it. So they don't. They're like, "Fuck it, I don't want to go out to the grocery store and see this person I met ten years ago and do stupid small talk. I want to sit in my room and watch anime and fucking." <laughs> eat my postmates Dude, they have they're inventing these sex robots now that are insane man insane they're in five to ten years you what i've know. been hearing yeah you would i would know exactly <laughs> i've seen blowjob machines Dude, on instagram that shit's Bro, so funny i'm telling Dude. you in five to ten you years there's going to be an extremely lifelike sex robot and People aren't going to leave their fucking homes anymore, dude. If you uh, don't have to go buy food. People aren't going to leave their homes now. Uh, uh, buy groceries. Have something that, you know, allows you to have sex with it, bro. Like Rick and Morty? It's a girlfriend that, like, has no issues. Like, you tell exactly what to do. Kip needs one of those. Kip needs one of those. Oh, wow. No. I'm That's his ideal. <laughs> oh, wow. Sabrina's going to beat his ass. <laughs> but do you get what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have everything accessible to you. And what Rojo's saying might be true in, in no, It's just no, that is a prediction. I don't it, I have no facts to back it. It might become true. It might be it's, it's just a prediction. Don't don't take that as like I'm citing someone. I just believe that with the way people I know people that are not going to leave their house ever now because they know I can sit in my room and I can do my online classes and I can watch Naruto fucking running up and down walls and shit. Hey bro, that's me. <laughs> you were an inspiration at that point. How old was uh, how old was Cooper when he got his first iPad? Like five? iPad? Probably. Five. No, a little older than five. No, he first got an iPod Touch. Yeah. And he lost yeah. that shit in Target. We were probably about <laughs> twelve, too, so. maybe twelve or thirteen. So Cooper, Cooper was. No, Cooper was like. Uh, Dude, was he six? Seven or eight? Is he six? Well, he might have been seven. <laughs> wow. Four? Five? No, not that. Three? <laughs> no, he was, he was probably six or seven. Yeah, okay. honestly. So he's six or seven. He got his first iPad. He's been gaming away his entire life. How old is he now? Thirteen. 13. So seven to thirteen, the pandemic hits. He becomes a gamer god. Kids of his generation, like, I could tell how old a kid is. Based on if he has his AirPods in at dinner or not. Like, they can't talk to people out in public. They don't feel safe. They feel safe hiding behind, not necessarily hiding behind, but speaking into one of these and, like, living in this virtual or, like, gaming realm, basically, to where they don't have to go out. They don't have to leave. Face-to-face interactions. They don't have They can be whoever they want sitting in the fucking chair like me sitting here if i'm talking through a mic and you're on the other side of xbox you have no idea what i look i'm like. not looking you in the eyes when i'm talking to you when i'm do that bro you can say whatever you want you don't know what i look like you don't know where i am like you have no idea what the fuck is like 
who I am, whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when you go out into public, these kids just don't understand how to have like com- conversations with people. Like one of our friends, little siblings, like we're at their house all the time, 24 seven. And like his little siblings never talk to us ever. And yeah. like, I don't know if they just don't like us or <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're pretty loud. We are lie. pretty loud. We're pretty loud. But at the same time, like we're genuine people, you know, like, I mean, we'll, do they we'll know what genuine is, dude? Cooper as well. I've been I mean, around Cooper we're, we're forever. We're friendly. We're friendly people. We we like to talk. To yeah. People. And I mean, I've been around Cooper forever as well. And Cooper still, like, he talks to me way more on an Xbox in one party chat than I'll talk to him for the past five times I've seen him. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, he won't, they don't say much in person, but as soon as you put him in their like natural habitat their on safe their phone, zone their yeah. safe zone that's who they truly are is in this fucking realm and you want to know why man research studies are being done now on it and it's how brain development and screen time there is certain correlations like as far as blue light from what i read is blue light is huge as far as your development of your brain because what blue light does it it affects your ability to sleep and so that's why all these blue light glasses are coming out because they're important when you're looking at your screens, especially with all these online classes. But what I'm trying to say is that, so when you're not able to sleep as a young child and adolescent, those are the most important years for your brain to develop. And so if you're not getting the right amount of sleep, because sleep is very important in, in you know developing your brain, you're not gonna you're not gonna develop right as as a as a human would you're not it's maybe maybe as a a functional part of society yes yes like it 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 doesn't allow certain parts of your brain that are important for communication to fully develop yeah that's so crazy sorry noah but like what's interesting to me about that what you said aiden was so facebook the former vice president of user growth development at facebook i'm gonna fumble this little chamath palofithia you got it. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think that's how you pronounce it. But when he responded to a question about how Facebook exploited consumers' behavior, he said that he felt tremendously guilty. He felt tremendously guilty for doing his job so well. So just imagine that now. He he created these like endless short loops of videos that caused the brain to become addicted to. So that's like examples of Instagram Reels, TikTok, Twitter. So it's now something like dopamine that's going into our brains. And it's like a slot machine when we go on our phones. So we become excited to get on our phones. And it's, it's is something good going to happen? When I go on my phone, there's a possibility now. Am I going to get a like? Like, did somebody retweet my tweet? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're at, you want it. You want people to do that. Mm-hmm. I see it in myself sometimes, man. I'm going to be honest. Yes. I go on there and I'm like, fuck, did anybody like my picture? You're like, yeah, I tweeted something funny. Like, someone better like that shit. I thought that <laughs> like was I'm funny. funny. Retweet it. it, it <laughs> It's real. It happens. I know it probably happens a lot. Everybody feels that way. But phones have become so important in our lives that we don't even want to put it down now. Even when we're with, like, our best friends or our favorite family members, we're still going to be on our phones and we're still going to be addicted to it. So there needs to be a fine line where we try to show the phones that it's our choice now and they're not controlling us. Going off that as well, uh, like... When I'm sitting here with my friends or like I'm sitting next to my dad and we're just watching TV, we'll communicate with each other. Maybe not necessarily like texting each other right next to each other, but say like he'll be on Facebook, I'll be on Instagram or Noah will be on Twitter, I'll be on Instagram. We'll just find funny videos and be like, hey, watch this, you know, like it's also a form of communication. Like there are, it's not a terrible thing like i've reconnected with people that i haven't seen in fucking years dude don't get me wrong social media has done just as much good as it's done bad right it's the idea of of social media where i can communicate with someone across the globe that's crazy right. yeah you know? it's still good and they're still very good yeah. to it because like i have all my friends in boston who i used to go to school with and i still talk to them all the time and that's because social media connected us but it still has its flaws as well but we're just kind of see both sides of how it's affecting us. No, I know. I just wanted to make right like that point. Mm-hmm. But 
going off what you said about like he feels guilty and how they basically try to manipulate your your own profile on your social media app into stuff that'll get you to stay on the screen longer so in the documentary they talk about that 3d model that they create of yourself mm-hmm. and it's almost like what's that movie i believe it's a pixar movie inside out where they're in your head yeah right yeah so like they basically everything you like so recently i've been getting into like jdm and cars like japanese made cars and drifting and stuff right so i go into the search menu and everything that pops up in the search is just cars i can click on a car it'll be just one whole thing of stuff that i like if i click on like skateboarding which is another thing i'll watch it just be a whole nother list of skateboarding like it's an infinite cycle of stuff you like and it talks about like say we're in the same vicinity as each other like it'll show on the gps and they'll like pop up your picture or like say once they have you in and like you're watching stuff then they'll pop in an ad and that's where they make like money so they're not necessarily taking your data it's the fact that you're using their app and like you're using time on their app that's where they're making money from and then they slap the ad on in there on top of it so it's like yeah. each individual app i've heard my mom say like multiple people's parents say or even i've said like my phone can hear me i'll, I'll be thinking about something or i'll be talking about something and then an ad will pop up oh, on Instagram i think about every it. single person that has a phone has experienced that yeah you know like there's they're totally manipulating it's not just necessarily news channels it's social media like apps in general like they're manipulating your own profile to what you like so they're showing you stuff just that you like which i understand why you would want to reset your profile like create a new profile because when you follow like these other people or like just stuff Say you created your Instagram when you're 12 years old, you know, Mm -hmm. you followed shit back then you may not necessarily like now you get all kinds of ads and all kinds of like just different things based off stuff you may not necessarily be interested anymore. So I think that it would be smart to like reset. Yeah, your account. It's for me. I think I followed around 1200 accounts, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a shit ton of people. It wasn't worth it to go through every single one and then follow them. Doing it the opposite way made it better for me because then I had I really thought about it. Like, do I really want to follow this person when I was in the process of following them rather than like, eh, I won't really unfollow them. They're kind of funny. But when you're looking at it from the way that I did it, it was like, there's no real need to follow this account, yeah. you know? And I know for, for me, I don't really follow any meme accounts anymore because that was one of the reasons why it got so bad for me was just all the fucking memes that I followed. It was just too much. It was too much. I, they're funny, and I love when you guys send them to me, but I just couldn't follow it anymore. Yeah, they're, they're pretty toxic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, just dude. It's, it's very toxic. I'd be going through, like, trying to market the Spider-Man, trying to market stuff, just doing the comment stuff. Jesus, bro. My screen time, well, this is including, like, I, go, I do Zoom for my phone a lot. Yeah. Sometimes I'll watch fucking movies from my phone. Screen hour. What you guys do screen time every day? Mine, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to share it. I, I have to use mine for work, <laughs> so it's a little distorted, but I'm sitting at like How do you check? seven. Seven but, hours? Yeah. I'm but, about six and a half hours a day right now. I think I'm at three hours. That's good. Huh? 257. My. What? Two hours and 57. Three hours and 11 minutes. 10 hours and 30 something minutes. And that was this past one. Wow. The highest it's been over quarantine, it got up to 13 hours. Like, no. uh, When you watch watch, like a movie and shit, you know, it inflates inflates uh, your numbers. Yeah, I think FaceTime does does as well. It does. Yeah, I'll be FaceTime my girlfriend, and then like, I have my phone set to where it doesn't shut off if it's on. Like, the screen just won't be on. It won't ever turn off after like. Two minutes. Those FaceTimes will be you know, Yeah. My girlfriend would be like, yeah. it was good. It was FaceTime. And she's yeah. going to bed. And then I'm just on FaceTime with her phones on. Like, it, gaming it gaming. up. Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> you do have the ability to see what you spend yeah. most of your time on, too. So. It's definitely Instagram. Instagram's probably definitely well, Mine's YouTube by far. Like, I, I only have, like, three or four per day, I would say. But, like, I'd say half of that is YouTube. 
Just because it's so yeah. fucking funny, man. I'm a, yeah, I would, I would say, I would go as far as say I would be addicted to YouTube if I didn't set a time limit on my phone. You follow your time limits religiously? I mean, I have the the password, so I can't access it. Oh, so I don't, right. I don't even have a choice. Yeah, I'm fucking banned. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But what's crazy is like how apps they want to make their they want to make it more addicting. They want you to click more. So I was re- researching an article, and it was by um, a Harvard student, and it talks about the dopamine. And so what they're saying is adults in the U.S. spend about two to four hours a, a day on their phone. So even if you're spending that much time on your phone, you're tap, tapping, typing, swiping on your device. So that's about 2,600 daily touches on your device. So if you're spending more time, imagine how much more touches you're actually getting on your phone. So when you're touching your phone that much, you're becoming intertwined with it where you think your phone vibrates in your pocket and it's not even in there. Like, oh. that's happened to me so many times. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the damn time. It, it's something about that vibration, too. The, the feeling you get when it vibrates in your pocket. It's because it's near your prostate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's addicting, though. It's the feeling of it, too. And that's a very good point, Junior. I, you said something earlier before we were on the pod about the distraction. Can, I want, can you talk about that a little bit? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I was watching a... A TED talk with uh, Tristan Harris and he was telling uh, he was saying in the in the TED talk that when you go on your phone like let's say somebody texted me and I go and check what Gavin said to me it takes 23 minutes for me to refocus on what I was doing so let's say I was doing homework and I get a little text I'll go on see what they said respond and then you know what I'm on my phone I'll go on snapchat real quick and then well I'm on my phone so I'll go on Instagram Twitter respond to a couple tweets that were sent to me but it takes time out and that happens multiple times a day so with that happening we get so much time taken away where it takes us to focus on something we do so it's really important this shit happens to me all the time i'll mm-hmm. be like writing a an essay or even i'll be editing the, the podcast and gavin will send me something funny or noah will send me something funny and i'll be like oh instagram i have three notifications oh twitter fuck it i'll just scroll through my feed real quick Oh, YouTube, this guy, KYR Speedy, just posted a new imposter gameplay video for Among Us. Gotta watch that shit. Why is that so long? Uh, yesterday, Noah sent that Dan Bilzerian video in the group chat. And I've been hearing some stuff. Ro and I were talking about Dan Bilzerian the other day, and I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. And I was like, 10 minutes through, and it was 18 minutes long, and I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, this video fucking sucks. But I want to watch it to the end, so I watched it. And after I finished watching it, then there was a, a episode about Joe Rogan and how his podcast started. So then I clicked on that one and I watched that one. It just it drags you in, bro. Rabbit holes. Yeah, it drags, it drags you, in, rabbit you holes. in. Rabbit holes. You motherfucker! That video sucked, by the way. <laughs> that <video was> ass. <laughs> I want to read his book though. When yeah, he comes when out his book comes book, out, I do want to read yeah. that. Yeah, I'm reading uh, Matthew McConaughey's book right now. It's really fucking Remember good. Remember you listening to the yeah, uh, Howard Stern Howard interview? Stern. Hey, oh Howard God. Stern is a genius, <laughs> man. Dude, that guy is... Listen, let me tell you guys something about Howard Stern, okay? okay? <laughs> let me tell you something about Howard Stern. Listen, it's really good, okay? Does Howard it relate Stern, to the topic? Yes, it does. Okay. It does. Howard Stern, he he has like a... <laughs> he has a group of guys that are always on his show. They're, they're regular... Uh, uh, attendees. Attendees, yeah. Sure. And so, for the past couple months, with the election coming up, and all the divide in the country and everything, he has allowed the guests, the attendees, to talk about politics. He Howard Stern doesn't talk about his politics too much. He does a little bit, but he's allowed the other guys to talk about it. And some of them are really left-sided, and some of them are really right-sided. One of the guys is undecided, or he doesn't want to say who's voting for and the guys that are on the left, you know, hassle this fucking guy. Like, well, you don't want to say it. You're voting for Donald Trump. You know, you're if you vote for Donald Trump, you're not my friend anymore. I fucking hate you. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're all these things. And I think what Howard Stern is really trying to do with letting them do this is show you this is actually happening. It may be a little bit dramatized because it's a radio show, but that's real, man. That's happening every single day. And it really... For me, it really put it into perspective. And I would, I would be driving for work every day, and they'd be on there twice a week. And it got, it was it was tough to listen to just because it was so stupid what they were doing. 
but it was entertaining because it really shows you our, our really, world right yeah, now right what's going on mm-hmm. with politics bro i really hope the world doesn't explode tomorrow i hope not i hope people listen <sighs> to this before go, the election I, I think it is it's gonna go it's, so crazy dude, it's, gonna, the pot ex- right now, it's gonna explode bro it's gonna be freaking crazy i think so do you know they're like boarding up shit in new york yeah and and LA yeah. I was FaceTiming me and she was walking down the street and all these freaking stores were boarded up dude yeah. it's wild dude you think that you say say Joe Biden wins right you think that Republican mm. Republicans are really gonna go in and in New York I think like obviously in uh, other cities where they're more dominated that makes sense but I don't think New York it's more of if Trump wins yeah that's what I was thinking that's what I was thinking if Trump wins it's going to be crazy on the streets you never know though. on the streets I hope it's not I hope it's not crazy on the streets man like I think we'll, I, be, yeah. we'll be good my company sent out a memo tonight saying you know be aware of your surroundings tomorrow and, and take certain precautions if something bad does happen or you're in a, in a bad spot cause who the fuck knows what's gonna happen you tomorrow, working tomorrow man? yeah yeah working that's brutal man. that's crazy I I'm a little nervous, man. I uh, yeah. Huh? You're in the morning. Yeah. So right. I'm I, no. I'm gonna go vote. Yeah, get uh, later no, get home in the afternoon. Get, you should get home. Like I'm right, I'm, as soon as you I'm just gonna drop. I have my ballot in my car. I'm just gonna drop it off and fucking get home. And they're not gonna like announce it until like the like. Is it they're announcing it tomorrow? Like I don't know. It's gonna be on TV. Like, I don't it, know. The the polls are gonna be shown, mm-hmm. right? All that they're gonna show what states have been won over, and then I, doesn't it take a little time to like for all the votes to be counted? Well, it's just well, like last election. No, 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 no. I think that what. I remember hearing was that because there's a lot of mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. it's gonna take more time. So mm-hmm. we might not find days. out. We might not find out the results for a couple days. Yeah. But there's going to That's be a lot of articles and a lot of media coverage on because there are gonna be shown like what states are winning, important states, mm-hmm. swing it's states. Be Twenty-four hour stream oh, starting yes. tomorrow. Oh yeah. For the next week, I would say. You think so? Yeah. A lot of speculation. No, I, you think they won't have the, the decision by next week? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they'll have the, the decision by what's what's tomorrow? Tuesday? Okay. Probably by maybe, See, maybe this could go, Friday. This could go one of two ways. This could go one of two ways. Either the tension builds so high that when the uh, decision is announced of what the voters decided, that everything just fucking explodes, right? Or it takes <laughs> so long that people stop or the the less like uh one-sided people the people like us in the middle really stop giving a shit and let the fucking radicals go crazy over there but the tension dies down for them because it's been so long well i think that that's going to be the case regardless of how long it takes i think that there's a lot of people that are not willing to fight this stupid fucking battle and go out there and possibly risk your life true to fight with the, the people that live in the same country as you i think that there's people out there that do realize that but at the same time there's a bunch of those idiots that are willing to go out there and burn down cities and, and break into American businesses, right? That is so hypocritical to what we're voting for, right? We're voting for our country, not to destroy it. Come on, guys. If you're, I using, mean, if you're using the election decision, uh, election news as an excuse to go loot uh, like a family-owned business, you're a psychopath. Get help. You're crazy. You shouldn't be allowed on the streets, dog. On the streets. On the streets, man. So, before we end this pod, we just want to give some digital media tips on how to be aware of your screen time. Just because it is hard, and even though we're aware of it, we still fall prone to it. And we're on our phone for numerous hours where we still get distracted. But one of the tips, it's uh, from a pediatrician and former filmmaker, Dr. Michael Rich. So, they call him the mediatrician. One of the, one of them, he said, beware of digital media distraction, and that half of kids, three quarters of parents, feel distracted when talking to each other. So maybe just when you're with your parents, you're with your friends, put down your phone. Just have regular sit downs, screen free meals with your children. Um, put down your device, be present with others, and just observe the world around you. Just let your mind wander and try not to be on the screen so much anymore. Yeah, I think that's a great way to end it, Junior. Because I I think that we should all try it and do that. And I yeah, when I that... when I eat dinner with my kids, I'll make sure to put my phone. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, guys, thank you for listening. We hope that 
we said some things to you guys that maybe provided a realization and we can all move forward from this because like we said we all live in this country together and we should all live together in in imperfect harmony so um, and if you if, don't live in this country uh, pray for us yeah pray for us. <laughs> uh, share this episode if you guys liked it you know any feedback is welcome send us to your friends send it to your family you know we're 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 trying to appeal to everybody. We we want everybody to listen to this podcast cuz we think that we got some great ideas and we want to share them with you guys. So, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time.